Are you ready to open your private practice this summer and make the leap into entrepreneurship? Introducing Make the Leap, our new offering by the Successful Nurse Coaches. Make the Leap is a four-month group coaching program that is designed to help you create your first paid client. Join our experienced lead coaches, Sean and Amy, as they guide you through the Successful Nurse Coach Method, helping you create your first paid client in 30 days or less. Not only will you get access to our course that teaches you all the things on how to create clients in a non-icky way, will also be personalized mentorship, weekly group calls, and actionable steps to launch your business from just beginning into the Paid Coach Club. Since we are not running new mentorship groups this summer, we didn't want to leave those of you who are ready to begin hanging out in space waiting for the next group to start. This group is a great way for new coaches who have yet to begin their coaching practice or for coaches who have five paid clients or less. This is the most affordable way to work with our team. So be sure to check out the link in the bio. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Facebook. Welcome to the Successful Nurse Coach Podcast. On this podcast, Laura and Shelby, both board certified nurse coaches, show you how to make as much money as you want in private practice as a nurse coach. Hello and welcome back, everybody. It is Shelby and Laura here together today. And we are going to talk about how to create confidence as a new coach. This is something that comes up all the time, whether we are on proposal calls with potential clients or we are working in the trenches with our clients. It is it is one of those topics that comes up over and over and over again. And so we're excited to take a little bit of a deep dive with you all here today. How are you doing today, Laura? I'm feeling confident today, Shelby. <laughs> Of course you are. <laughs> uh, I actually, uh, we're we're both kind of battling a cold, and as we were um, reviewing what we were going to talk about today, it was the pervasive message I kept getting is like we just don't feel confident all the time, but we can choose to. And so before we're, we sit here and re- record this, we know people are going to be listening to it. It's really just like a switch that I turn on at this point. I'm confident I'm going to say what I need to say that's going to be received in the way it needs to be received. And that um, I think that's a habit over time of deciding to be confident instead of passively waiting for it to blow your way so that you can experience um, the fruits of life as a confident person. Yeah. If it was only as simple as waiting to to feel it versus choose it. I think it's uncomfortable, the idea of choosing it as a state of being rather than being gifted it by someone or something or an experience. Mm. So let's let's start with just the basics of what confidence is. And we literally have the definition from the actual dictionary here for all of you today. And it is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something or firm trust. And when I hear when I hear the like the technical definition of it, the nitty gritty, it it brings up actually quite a bit for me. And as Laura and I were reflecting before we hopped on here and started recording, I was trying to think of like the moment that I felt 
confident because I knew as a new coach, I did not feel confident like at all. I, but I was willing to figure it out. And there wasn't like a, a moment for me where I chose confidence or had this like insane revelation of, Oh, I wasn't confident. And now I am. But there was this underlying trust in myself that I was going to figure that I was going to figure it out. Even if I didn't have the answers, I was going to figure mm. it out. And I think that that come or came from a long, a long list of experiences that allowed me to build that trust in myself. So like even rewinding back to my teenage years, like I played sports. I knew that if I put in a certain level of effort, I was going to get a certain level of outcome um, same with like grades and with college and, and all of these like more traditional things uh, that built built up this like self-trust over time. And even though being new, like I was okay with being new and not having it all figured out. And I think that's where a lot of new coaches get stuck because we've been experts in our field mm. for 5, 10, 15, 20, 40 years. It's hard. It's hard to rewind and be new and be new again. Um, but yeah, what about you, Laura? Gosh, I feel like my answer changed just like deeply listening to your story and piggybacking on the beginner, the beginner phase of doing a new skill in private practice. You're doing a new skill and you're doing, um, you're a new entrepreneur. So it's a double new, the double whammy. I was definitely more confident as a coach and less confident as an entrepreneur. So before coaching calls, I stepped out of entrepreneur mindset and stepped into coach mindset, which is easier for me. Um, and it, my confidence with coaching came from deciding this is what I was meant to be. So I already kind of allowed myself to be new, but it was I was new at what I was meant to do. So it didn't really matter how long it took. So I think really it was growth mindset that allowed me to be okay feeling like a beginner, feeling like I was new, but also making an impact as opposed to a fixed mindset where I have to wait until I'm at some level before I have any value in the world. So I think it was a combination of growth mindset and also just the the bigger why and the bigger calling that gave me confidence then. And and honestly, if I reflect back on my life, I I was the person who jumped around from job to job um, I had a lot of experience being new. Um, one of the things I was very proud of is there wasn't a job interview that I, I've never gotten a no at a job interview. Maybe once for a babysitting job because they were twins <laughs> and I had no business babysitting these baby twins. Um, but I, I felt really confident in my ability to be on the spot new. And I leaned on that. I leaned on my, my belief in my interviewing skills to help me in my early stages of coaching. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think that anyone listening to us right now, well, not anyone, most of you are nurses and this is a skill that we all have, right? Like even if we're we're not super mm -hmm. comfy at being new, nurses are really good at being dropped in to the middle of a crisis situation and being able to think on our feet. So like every nurse has this innate skill to figure it out, to have this confidence that like I don't know like with coaching it's just so hard to like get it wrong I'm using air quotes here to where like in traditional nursing <laughs> you get it wrong and someone could be hurt by that right so like 
the stakes. Yeah. The stakes are so much less <laughs> here. Um, that also helped me too. I heard, I can't remember who, who told me that of just like, Shelby you used to bring people back from the dead working in the ER. And this, this is what scares you getting on a sales call and telling someone what you do and seeing if you can help them. I was like, yeah, it's actually not like that scary. It's, it's actually pretty <laughs> chill <laughs> comparatively. Um, well, go ahead. You just absolutely like when you were talking about where we're coming from with nursing, like think about like the five rights of medication. We, it is so drilled into us that we have to be, we have to be perfect and accurate because if we're not perfect and we're not accurate and we're not following protocols and policies and procedures to the T that we're going to kill somebody. That's literally what we operate. We operate from a state of fear in nursing, especially yeah. in the first few years. And I feel like that might be some of the, the mindset that follows people over into this coaching realm. We're literally, um, you can't do it perfect. There is no procedure or protocol. And the worst case scenario is you might have to slow down in a call, take a deep breath and go in a different direction. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I mean, but it just shows you where we come from and like why some of, and, and this is giving me insight to so many of our clients too, is this fear of I'm not ready because I don't have, it's, it's not a linear process that I can perfect before I do it, which is how we were trained to be successful nurses. Yeah. So like, what do we do with that? Right. So like, if we know, if we know mm -hmm. that we come from this very intense environment and that this is almost completely the opposite, how can we translate a little bit of that confidence that we had in ourselves as a bedside nurse? I don't know about you, Laura, but there was something about like putting on scrubs when I was a nurse that yeah. made me feel like 10 times more smart. <laughs> it was like a total mental hack, right? So how can we, how can we create or carry over some of that confidence that we had as a bedside nurse or whatever traditional nursing role we were operating in? And like, that might mean that you wear scrubs on sales calls or like on, on video chat. Like it could be something as simple as that, but there's some other things that we see too, that help our clients create more confidence, especially when you're new, especially when it just all feels super foreign. Um, and the first one of those is actually certification. So mm -hmm. Laura, I know you've had some varying opinions on this over the years. So I'm curious to hear what you think now about it. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have varying thoughts about everything, you guys. So believe me, I'll say something now and then two years from now, I'll be like, yeah, I'm going to update that and amend that <laughs> because that's just how my growth mindset works. But what I find, <clears throat> there's two ways to look at certification. I have nurse coaches who want to wait until they're certified to start, which I do not agree with. I think it's a really bad and flawed logic. Um, so in that way, I do not say um, graduate, study for certification, get certified and then start. I think it's, it's not the right, it's not in service to you as the nurse coach to do that. However, I do find that after certification, the day after certification, everyone posts on Facebook and everyone gets all these congratulations and you add these letters next to your name. It pulls in some of that professionalism. It pulls in some of that swagger that Shelby felt with her scrubs on. It's like, now we're not just 
just RNBSN. Now we have NCBC or HWCBC. And that's exciting. And that feels really good. And so from that standpoint, there is a level of confidence that we get to enjoy, which then translates to how we show up in the world. So waiting to serve until you're certified, I don't agree with. However, once, like this is in my ideal world, you're in certification, you hire Shelby and I two months before you finish, like eight weeks before you finish, so that we can help you convert some of your pro bonos into paying clients. The momentum never stops. And then once your business is set up in a way that it's not stressing you out, you have some contracts, you're allowed, you can take payment, then we pick a certification date and you study two weeks before it and you nail it. That's in my perfect world. That's what I would wish for everybody. I think that's a really um, beautiful way to keep momentum going and to capitalize on that confidence after cert. A really special high that comes from graduating and from taking your test and from doing all these things, your brain gets like a super dopamine hit from it all. And we can cruise through a lot of that resistance and a lot of that, uh, like the shakiness of being a new business owner and a new coach. We just, not that we don't get to deal with that at some point, but you just kind of get to coast through it rather, rather than it being potentially clunky and, and extra challenging. Um, Another yeah. another way we see our clients boost their confidence is getting client testimonials. And this might seem a little cheesy or might feel uncomfortable to ask for, but even if you just coach somebody for one or two sessions, ask for a testimonial. One, that's great marketing for you to be able to share. And then you get to actually hear how it is from your client's point of view rather than just how you feel about it. Like it's, it's like I, in my opinion, it's the actual facts of the conversation versus your opinion on how it went. Um, So I think that, that getting client testimonials is a super easy way and you can collect them. You can keep them on your desk. You can refresh your memory when you're feeling low Um, and extra bonus. You get to like talk about, you can use them on your website and post about them on Facebook and Mm -hmm. super, super easy marketing there too. And to just receive the testimonial. You know, I feel like a lot of our coaches and me included, sometimes I'd read a testimonial and I'd be like, oh, I've got them fooled. Like (laughs) I was there in those sessions and that I know I didn't do that much. Or like you'll get so surprised. You'll have a client that you work with, even your pro bono clients that you work with four or five times and you feel like "Hmm, it was a ho-hum experience. Maybe they didn't have a lot of external uh, results. And then you get their testimonial and they say something like, since meeting Laura, my relationships are different. I'm different. I feel different in the morning. My entire life's changed. And this, maybe that's the first time you're you're hearing that. And it's, you can create confidence from the transformations that your client has and the client's having transformations from the container that you hold. It's not, doesn't mean you're a good or bad coach. It's just giving you confidence in coaching itself, right? There's personal confidence and there's confidence in the coaching process. And I think you have to be a 10 out of 10 in confidence of the coaching process um, to begin to have confidence in yourself in the role as a coach. Totally, totally. And I think that being coached regularly increases your belief in the process because you are doing totally. the work like in real time. 
So I think that there can be a disconnect sometimes when nurse coaches are like, I don't know why I don't have any clients yet. People that I coach for free are having such a wonderful experience and then they don't want to invest. And a lot, a lot of the times it's because you have not invested in your own coaching. So how can we like energetically, it's just off. Like we can't expect people to invest in something that we don't wholeheartedly believe in and investing in your own coaching is part of that. Every time I start to feel, and we just talked about this, Shelby, about like the desire to be better, right? And, And every time I start to feel stagnant and or maybe my confidence isn't as edgy or as present as I want it to be, the first freaking thing I do is hire another coach. Because yes. through doing my own work, it's not because they're telling me I'm fabulous. I don't hire a coach to say, Laura, you are so wonderful. You are, you know, God's gift to the earth, the best coach in the world. No, usually I'm working through some really tough shit in my own personal life and or my own beliefs. And it's through the work and my own transformation that I, that's where I get that the deepest confidence is like, I'm walking it, I'm talking it, not somebody telling me I'm fabulous. Right. So good coaching, getting yeah. coached regularly by a good coach. <laughs> right, right. And, and and I mean, all of you listened to our episode a few weeks ago to where Laura and I showed up on this podcast and we're just like totally flat. <laughs> Life was hard. We showed up when it was hard. <laughs> and it's because of us talking about that that then led to like, okay, I would say that we're mostly out of our funk, Laura. Like we're, we're coming, we're coming, we're yeah, coming I think through we're- it. And we're on the tail end. I know we're both like recovering from a cold right now, but that's, I feel like that's the cherry on top of this experience. And then we get to move on. (laughs) Um, But even last week talking with you about, okay, who do we get to hire next? What, what problems do we want help solving? Like, what would we hire a coach for? Like, even just talking about that, like breathed a little bit of life into me knowing that like, okay, we are not figuring this out by ourselves. There has to be somebody out there who can help us. And that just got me really excited. So like 10 days ago, I was like not excited about really anything. And then now, even with a cold, I'm able to show up here and and be be back in the in the excitement of, of what we do. And then yeah. also I think I oh go ahead. Sorry, I'm I'm totally uh going off script and off plan here, but uh I wanted to share like to piggyback on what you just said, because we created a state change by one conversation about something we might do in the future. (laughs) And um, last week on one of my coaching calls, I had everybody put their name and then change their name and do a dash and a word that described how they were feeling. So um, in doubt, like having doubting myself was one of them. I think that day I had... um, joyous. I was having a good day and then low energy. Everyone put put their state. And then what we did is at the end of the call, we updated it and everybody's word changed. Mm. Everybody's word changed. Like the coaching container, if you're having doubt, if you're being feeling low confidence, a, a two-hour coaching container will fix that, right? It will, yeah. it will change it. I don't know if you'll get to like 100% confidence, but you're going to feel different than you did when you got when you got there. Um, and that's an example of what we do for our clients too. Right. On a regular basis. We change their word. Yeah, really good point. And also really awesome little coaching hack that Laura just gave all of you there. So you're welcome. Free free <laughs> bonus for everybody. <laughs> um, 
And I think that this last point that we have is like probably, gosh, I don't know if it's the most important, but it feels really important. So in our business over the past couple of years, we've had a couple of these like hard spells that knock our confidence. Usually it is related to a client outcome. Laura and I are still working on being unattached to the outcome all the time. And we get or get chances to practice all the time. Um, But there have been a couple of them that have been an opportunity for a really big growth on on both of our ends. And that is the coachy way of saying it was really hard and really terrible for us when we, when we went through Mm -hmm. those moments. And one thing that we have noticed for us and for our clients is how like, let's honor the feelings. Let's not discount the feelings or judge the feelings. Let's feel the feelings. Let's go to our coach or wherever we go to get support. And then how can we, how fast can we get back on the horse? Like how quickly can we create a corrective experience that is actually more true so that we can move through that like snafu or that blip as fast as possible or else you get stuck. You get like stuck and then it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it carries more meaning and it gets heavier. And then it's like a hundred pound backpack that you're carrying around all the time. Yeah. It's ladies, it's kind of like in the dating world when you go through a breakup and then you don't really feel better until you have a flirty conversation with a really cute guy. Like that's a corrective experience. So when you have a negative client experience, somebody ghosts you, somebody quits. Uh, We've had a couple very stinging um, endings of coaching relationships with clients. And that can, if you don't go and create a corrective experience, it defines you. It's like the last thing that defines you as a coach. And um, the faster that you create a corrective experience, which is by you going out and finding a corrective experience, not by you waiting for someone to come to you to create the corrective experience, that would be my absolute best advice because you are going to have moments where um, a client outcomes that aren't happy, right? That aren't good for you as the coach. Maybe a client decides that they want to quit. You know, I think I've gotten what I needed. I don't want, I I can't get anything else from you. I want to quit and I want to refund. That can mean a lot more and can affect your confidence a lot more if you don't honor it, learn what you can from it, and then go create another client. Right. So huge one. Yeah. Absolutely. And I like what you said there about like, it's your responsibility to go and create that experience. We cannot wait for it to happen for you because that's how the backpack gets heavier. So be in charge of that. I know it's like the last thing you want to do when you're feeling crappy, but trust me, trust us that being, being of service after you've just been dealt a a little bit of a blow helps ease it and, and give you another experience to balance it out. Yeah. I think, um, So those were how we see our clients become more confident through certification, through asking for client testimonials and and receiving the words, actually allowing yourself to really receive it, being coached regularly. So having your own coach, that really, really helps. And then after you have a negative experience, taking complete responsibility for creating a corrective experience as fast as possible. Um, one thing we didn't touch on was thought work. I'm going to leave that one alone just because thought work itself, um, we haven't talked about 
yet in our in our podcast. We will get to that. But thought work's another great tool to create new thoughts around yourself that create thoughts of, of confidence and a state of confidence. Um, and <clears throat> I, I, Shelby, I want you to talk about this one, about the fact that you don't get to have confidence before you take action. Yeah. Doesn't that suck? <laughs> I think that, that I don't know. I don't know where this collective inherited idea has come from that we have to be confident first in order to do anything comes from, but it's a big enough theme in our client's world that it's, it's totally worth mentioning. And you have to, you create confidence through action. You create confidence through positive experiences. You unfortunately just don't get to be gifted confidence. However, I do think that sometimes you can borrow other people's confidence in you. I do see this a lot in our groups. I think that it is a really awesome asset to group coaching is so like after a while, I'm going to pep talk you for a whole freaking year. If you're in our group coaching container, right? You're going to get used to me being to me, like helping you pick yourself back up on the floor, get back out there over and over and over. And it's not uncommon for you to kind of get immune to it, to be like, well, of course, Shelby's like being my, my freaking cheerleader. I paid her to do that. Of course, she's going to cheerlead me along the way. <laughs> But I also see the group support one another. So like whenever my words are falling flat or I can tell that they're like not resonating very deeply, I'll call on other people in our in our group coaching space and say, you know, what do you see in so-and-so? Why do you think that they're good at this? And get it from a different perspective. And so you can borrow other people's confidence to just like take that really uncomfortable initial action and then you can start generating your own confidence. So if you have to yeah, borrow someone else's for the time being, like first let's be grateful that you have a space to borrow from. That's amazing. And then don't take that for granted. I think that that is a a really cool little workaround to get you started. What is it? That the 5 second rule, the just getting started is the hardest part. So just borrowing somebody else's confidence yeah, yeah. for like 10 minutes can carry you forward so far. And I think that there's a misconception that you have to be an expert to be confident, um, which is just like, frankly, not true. Something that you do need in order to be confident is you have to be present and you have to be curious about your client and you have to have room to grow, right? So really leaning into that growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. Because if if there's no potential for your perspective to shift, like you're uncoachable. It's so hard to operate from that space. Yeah. And we, to, to illustrate that even further, we were talking about our health coaching clients particularly, because I feel like that's where the expertness really shows up. And I want to draw out that distinction. Uh, I remember this very, very clearly. My beginning of my practice was all health coaching. <clears throat> and if you are a clinician, if people are coming to you and they're seeing you as a clinician, there is a level of expertise you need to have to be a, a proficient clinician. 
Um, coaching is not, you're not a clinician. Coaching is so different than that. So let me give you an example. Someone came to me as their health coach and they had a sudden onset Hashimoto's hypothyroidism. Um, it is not my job to know everything about the thyroid, to know the exact labs, to, to interpret labs. That is a clinician's role. Um, it's not my job to uh, offer what pers- what amount of hormone they need. That is a doctor's or a clinician's role. However, as a coach, I can coach them through the feelings that they have with the diagnosis. I can coach them through making the changes that are within their power to shift their diet, to shift their mindset, to uh, to support them. And then I can call on the expertise of somebody else to do that part. And I know some nurses want to be in more of a clinician role, and that's fabulous. And for that, you do need to have some expert, um, some expertise in that particular topic. But for for nurses who are doing general health coaching, all that you need to find is is um, clinicians that you can partner with and or resources that are solid that you know in and out that you refer to your clients to. Um, you can coach. The same uh, one person on multiple sclerosis, one person on hypothyroidism, one person on anxiety, one person on uh, high blood pressure, one person on high blood sugars. You can coach all of them and they're all going to be having similar feelings and human experiences and lifestyle shifts. So you can find your own way to serve. You don't have to be an expert in all the different areas. Um, So confidence does not come from knowing everything. Confidence comes from knowing that you can figure it out with your client. I remember the first, my first client ever. That's exactly what I told her on the sales call was, I don't know. What, oh, really? Yeah. This this is so weird that you just said that. But she was on the call. She's a friend of mine. And she was telling me all these like mystery symptoms, right? How it all begins. And on the call, I was like, listen, I do not I do not know what is causing these symptoms, but I do know that I can help you sift through sift through it all and and make some sense of it. That's all. and she said yes <laughs> to to working with me. So, <laughs> uh and and what we ended up working on was a wide variety of things, but um I think that like if we were maybe just transparent about that with our with our potential clients, right? Of like, and if you do have the answer, y'all, we are totally not talking to you. I there are nurse coaches that are out there that totally have expertise in all these areas. But um, if you are just starting out, if you are if you're trying on a few different niches, then um, being transparent with people of like, I have a medical background, I can help you digest things, and I know exactly what you're talking about. But I just, I don't have the answer, but I want to find it with you. Like what, what other clinician yeah. gives that kind of support, you know? Um, right. Yeah. So I think that we probably just made some people upset with that one, Laura, but I'm going to stand by it <laughs> that you don't have to be an expert to, to yeah. help people, uh, to help people. You just you just don't. You, I think that, and also if you, if you start working, let's just take autoimmune, for example, if you work with a lot of autoimmune folks, you will develop expertise over time, right? Because that's just what you're immersed in. But yeah. Uh, 
it's just not necessary to get started. You can earn while you learn and you can help people while you learn. That's a, a huge one. I think that comes up is <clears throat> um, someone will do a, a powerful conversation, number one, and the client will say, I have this disease and the nurse coach has never heard of it before. And immediately they'll come to the Facebook group, go tell me everything that you know about this disease. And it's this frantic, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And, and I don't know about this disease. Um, you don't have to know about the disease. You have to know where to find good information to work with the client as a partner in finding. Even just if all that the coach does is impart on the client the belief that there is a solution and we will find it, that's huge. Um, that's that's so huge. And in, in early in my practice, I worked for a doctor. And so what I would find myself doing is if this if this client was a family member, would I try to figure this out on my own or would I refer them to Dr. Heidi? And I would always refer them to Dr. Heidi. Dr. Heidi has 25 years as a clinician. I am a nurse coach. My expertise is in behavior change and it's different than what Dr. Heidi's expertise is, is in. And so partnering with a provider that is an expert is the dream team, in my opinion. If you have that opportunity, that's the dream team. And I remember her saying, you know, Laura, I can tell people what's wrong and I can, I can point them in the right direction, but I cannot help them learn about themselves and why they can't change the way that they eat. And I can't help them begin to process their emotions differently. And I can't help them look at the relationships in their life and the boundaries that they have. And these are all equally important as my diagnosis and my treatment plan. And the whole in my practice is nurse coaching. I remember her telling me that very quickly. So the dream team is finding your own experts, your own referral network, and then you show up and do what you, you're trained to do, which is the coach, which is a different skill set than the clinician. Um, and then after a while, you'll be somewhat of a clinician. You will know because you've worked with so many clients that you'll begin to build your own capacity and not need to, re to refer out so much for information. I hope that helps. I know that's a huge one for, for after graduation and, and you're trying to figure out how to help all these seemingly very com medically complex people. And I always end up coaching my clients around what's the next right thing? What's the next most important step? We don't have to have all 75 steps planned, but I know that you know what the next step is for this client. Let's focus on that one next step. Totally. And I think that, especially in the beginning, being curious on like why they're actually seeking out coaching to begin with. There's this instinctual urge to fix as nurses, and we really get to let go of that because coaching is not fixing. Mm -hmm. I feel like that could be a whole other podcast episode in itself. But um, if, you, yeah. if you have someone that reaches out, they're medically complex, take a deep breath, get on a call and figure out why they reached out to you. What is their gap and can you help them? And can you help them? And I would say what 85, 90% of the time, the answer is yeah, you can you can absolutely help them with their with their gap. Yeah. Yeah, so confidence although it's a noun, um if you look it up in the dictionary, it's a noun. I think Shelby and I see it as more of a verb, right? It's a it's a choice, it's a way of being. 
You can be a confident beginner. Um, you can be a humble and confident coach really the first time that you coach. And that's a, it's just a decision that you have to make. Um, I always tell my clients, <clears throat> I, this particular situation comes up in my mind. I remember telling a client, I said, okay, I'm going to say something to you that's pretty spicy. It's going to be pretty straightforward. I want you to, to brace yourself to receive this. And I just remember saying to her, I can't make you confident. There's nothing I can do as your coach to make you confident. There's nothing I can say. There's nothing I can do. There's nothing anybody around you can do, your family, your clients, nothing. You're going to have to decide first, and then we'll build from that. But it starts with you. You have to decide to, to allow that state of being to come in. That was ranty, but it felt right. <laughs> well, it's true, right? Like I, again, all, all of the extra stuff that we said here is really like fluffy business, but yeah, confidence is, it's a choice first. And then you build that trust, you build the experience and by proxy build, build your confidence in what you do. Um, mm -hmm. I want to share a little quick story before we wrap up here. I recently hired a new coach to help me do a new thing. And she is a, a, like a Ted talk speaker coach. And y'all, I have forgotten how feeling new is like actually the most uncomfortable feeling on the planet. Like gen genuinely not exaggerating. I just wrapped up a coaching call with her like a second ago and my skin wants to crawl. Like my skin wants to just leave my body. That's how uncomfortable the work I'm doing with her makes me. Um, and she challenges, uh, she challenges me every time in all the ways <laughs> when I'm, when I'm on that call. And I have, I have like an, a little bit of confidence, but I see that through, she has me doing like these series of challenges to, to increase my confidence as a speaker and I show up to the call every time knowing that she's probably going to make me mad and probably challenge me in, in some way shape or form but I also know that because of this work I'm going to be uh, a more a more confident speaker in the end and that discomfort is worth it for me like even though it makes my skin yeah. want to fall off it's worth it for me um so if you're in one of our containers and we make you uncomfortable every single week, know that it is on purpose. We do it with lots of love. Um, and if we were just trying to keep you happy all the time, we would be your friend and not your coach. Yeah. Confidence is um, like a sustained state of confidence, in my opinion, is what freedom is. When people say I want more freedom in my life, like part of that is confidence confidence in self, confidence that things are happening as they should, confidence that no matter what comes up, that you can and will figure it out. Um, that like deep knowing that no matter what, like this, for example, with like this speaking coach, like if I go on stage and I blank out completely and make the, that's like the worst case scenario, I will still be okay. It will be a story that I can tell for the rest of my life. It'll be something that will propel me into being something better. So even if you think about the, the worst case scenario that can happen as a coach, as a new entrepreneur, as a new speaker, knowing that no matter what, it's going to make me better. I'm going to figure it out. Um, confidence is the ultimate expression of growth mindset. 
of no matter what, I've got this, I'm going to figure it out. And whatever comes my way, I'm going to, I'm going to make it make me better. Yeah. And you're going to kill it, by the way, Shelby. You're going to kill it. Listen, I know I'm going to kill it, but <laughs> oh my gosh, this process sucks. Um, but yeah, yeah. This, I, I know I know it'll be fine and I know it'll be great and I know it'll be awesome. Um, but that was a really powerful way to end, Laura. I think we should cap it right there. All right. That was the exclamation point on everybody's uh, quest for confidence. All right, guys, if you are just tuning into this for the first time, we hang out in our free Facebook group, The Successful Nurse Coach, and come find us there. On our website, we have an amazing new new grad resource. So if you are new and you are hungry for good information, check out our website and we have a tab with incredible resources for you. And thank you so much for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.